the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I see my name in shiny lights, yeah, a different city every night, oh, I, I swear, the world better prepare for when I'm a billionaire. It's time to get down to business on the weekend's number one business program. Known as the king of networking, your host, Shalom Klein, has worked with thousands of entrepreneurs and created countless jobs. So, to success, let's get down to business. And indeed, we are all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here. You are on with Get Down to Business, and I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts from Get Down to Business on my website at ShalomKlein.com. And while you're there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter, at Shalom Klein. It's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information you will not want to miss. In fact, I have a jam-packed studio with some fantastic guests. Um, but first up on the program, I'm absolutely uh, thrilled and honored to be joined by the uh, the new CEO of Philip Morris International America, Martin King. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. King um, uh, joined, uh, joined the Philip Morris team uh, back in uh, 2003, I believe, and has served in a number of roles. And we're going to talk about some of the innovation that's taking place at the company. Uh, Martin King, welcome to the program. Thanks for joining us on Get Down to Business. Well, thanks for having me, Shalom Klein. Really appreciate being here tonight. Absolutely. Such a pleasure. So uh, as I mentioned, you've been with uh, Philip Morris for a, uh, for a little while now. And uh, certainly uh, one of the, uh, I'd say, one of the, uh, the hallmarks of uh, the company, uh, everybody might know of you guys for a number of different reasons, has been innovation. And uh, in fact, that's the reason why uh, we have you on uh, now. There's news that the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, just authorized the marketing of IQOS, which is, uh, which is uh, PMI's smoke-free tobacco platform. So, uh, uh, Martin, if you don't mind, tell our listeners, what is IQOS and why is this announcement so important? Well, IQOS is about heating tobacco instead of burning it. And that's really important because the combustion or the burning of the tobacco is what the big problem is with cigarettes. Uh, the harmful and potentially harmful chemicals that are formed are really about the, the burning, not the nicotine. And uh, so if you can find a way to uh, create a product that delivers the satisfaction and flavor that smokers uh, are used to and deliver it in a way that has less uh, formation of these harmful chemicals, then you have something that, that adult smokers can switch to, and that's uh, a much better choice for them. And that's what the FDA uh, spent three years looking at the science and recently authorized uh, ICOS in the United States as a modified risk tobacco product, meaning that they uh, said that the, the creation of these chemicals is, is at much lower levels than, than when you burn cigarettes. Uh, so I, I have to ask, Martin, um, how, how does it work? And I realize we're having this conversation on radio, and uh, folks can't see um, but you're talking about a, it sounds like a fundamentally different system than cigarettes, which is really, uh, to be honest, the, the reason why I was excited to have this conversation. Innovation is important, um, especially as it relates to, uh, to, to health, ultimately. So how does 
this this new system, this newly approved system, uh, actually work? Sure. Let me try to describe it without the use of visuals. (laughs) (laughs) So it's basically a a, a consumable part that looks uh, similar to a cigarette. It's shorter, but it has a plug of tobacco in the end. And the big difference is instead of lighting it up, you actually push it into a battery uh, uh, operated uh, electronic device that has a blade in it. And the blade is uh, pushed up into the tobacco and then it heats the tobacco to a very precise temperature uh, below uh, the point of burning or combustion. And so the result is that you get uh, an aerosol which contains the nicotine from the tobacco, it's, 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 it's regular tobacco and flavors, uh, but without uh, uh, the, the, the vast majority of the formations of the, uh, the bad stuff, the, the harmful, potentially harmful constituents that come from when you burn it. And uh, so it's different from an e-cigarette. An e-cigarette is a liquid that is heated with nicotine in it. And this is, this is actually using real tobacco. And the benefit of it is that uh, the taste is more similar to a cigarette. And the experience, meaning it starts and stops like a cigarette, so you you uh, you don't have the the you know constant puffing that people do with uh, e-cigarettes. And the, the the big difference is people can switch to it. So we've launched it in 57 countries around the world, and we have about a 70% success rate of when people buy this device that they are able to fully uh, convert to it. In other words, stop smoking, stop burning uh, cigarettes, and switch over to this product. And that's pretty, uh, pretty, pretty uh, good success rate. Um, and so we're working on this product and also a bunch of other products to take our company out of uh, the world of cigarettes and into uh, other products that are, uh, you know, a better way to deliver nicotine. And that's a great segue. I'm chatting with the, uh, with the CEO of Philip Morris International America, Martin King. And uh, Martin has really just uh, made that perfect segue um, into the tagline that I see all over the website, delivering a smoke-free future, which I find fascinating because I have to say that many of our listeners might uh, modis- might associate your brand with uh, almost the opposite of, of that tagline. But I know that um, that your company has uh, been working to change that uh, that perception, and uh, you're actually the the I understand the first tobacco company to commit to a smoke. Free future, and that you heard that right, smoke-free future. So, tell us a little bit about that transformation in the few minutes that we have remaining about the the sort of the innovation that you're trying to bring um, to uh, and and bring that into markets really beyond the United States, but certainly uh, certainly into our uh, into our communities. So, we've been working on this for a really long time, and uh, we put a ton of money into it. We've invested over seven billion dollars in trying to find the right products that the people can really switch to. Uh, and we launched uh, in a couple of countries about late 2014 uh, this product, and we found that, in fact, it works, that people can switch to it. And in Japan, for example, where we launched it, it's been a very big success. Uh, over 20% of the smoking population, the adult smokers in Japan, have switched out of burning cigarettes and into uh, this better better choice. Um, and so we're, we're, we're trying to uh, bring these products across the world. We have other products as well in our portfolio. Uh, the whole point is to have products that don't burn to scientifically substantiate them. In other words, build the whole body of scientific evidence that in fact the exposure levels are greatly reduced uh, and put those uh, 
that body of evidence in front of uh, a third parties, for example, the Food and Drug Administration of the United States, and, uh, and have them look at it. Because obviously people are skeptical about big tobacco coming with different products, new products, and they want to know whether these are really uh, scientifically uh, based and whether the, 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 uh, the, the smokers can uh, switch to them and, and actually have lower exposure. And, uh, and that's what the, uh, the Food and Drug Administration just came through and, and very clearly authorized these products as a modified risk tobacco product. So we've launched them all over the world in 57 countries. In the U.S., we're working through our partner, Altria, PMUSA, which is a separate company. Uh, we spun off. We were spun off from that company about 12 years ago. But in the United States, uh, PMI, PMI is working through uh, uh, PMUSA and Altria to, to bring these products uh, to the 40 million smokers in the United States. Oh, fascinating. Um, so uh, I'd like, uh, if, if you can, uh, Martin, just give us a a glimpse behind the scenes. You just uh, talked about some of your partnerships and some of the work that's that's certainly uh, happening around the globe. Um, but uh, I, I imagine with all of this innovation and with all of this uh, sort of this research and science that there must be uh, quite a few people and scientists and engineers and technicians behind the scenes uh, making all of this happen. So uh, behind this, uh, this PMI, Philip Morris International, um, who are some of the people making it happen? Well, it's been a sea change for our company because we have hired hundreds, literally hundreds of scientists from many fields, including from pharmaceutical uh, industry, from, uh, you know, many different areas in order to develop these products uh, and to scientifically substantiate them. So we have been undergoing in our company uh, massive change, massive transformation. It's an overused word, transformation. But in our case, uh, because we're changing both the products and our skill set and our way we come to market and, and, and hiring people with a whole different scientific-based uh, background, uh, it's been a, a, a huge change for us over the last five, six years and, and longer because we've been working on these products for quite some time. But they've been in the marketplace now five or six years. And we're absolutely committed to moving the entire company over to uh, these, these products and, and uh, as fast as we can, work with governments, regulators, uh, and others to to uh, to completely get out of cigarettes, and it's possible. It is absolutely possible, and we're very excited. About it. Well, I appreciate you coming on, um, uh, Martin, to uh, to talk a little bit about some of the work that goes on behind the scenes. And uh, if you can uh, share uh, share the website uh, where folks can learn more about the uh, IQS, this this new uh, technology, new innovation, as well as uh, perhaps careers and 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 some of the other science and, and, and innovation that's taking place. Great. We'll do that. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. And what is that website where people can, uh, can learn more? Well, it's PMI.com. There, there are various uh, pieces to the portal, but uh, there is the science is posted there, and there are a number of other uh, pieces of information that you mentioned. Awesome. PMI.com. Thank you so much, uh, Martin, for, uh, for joining us on the air. Uh, come back real soon to continue sharing uh, some of that uh, the new innovation uh, that has been taking place. As always, you get on my website, shalomclyde.com, to download podcasts from the past six-plus years of the show, all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Chicago will be right back with more small business jobs and entrepreneurship after this quick break. Welcome back to Chicago, and I mentioned that I have a jam-packed lineup of guests today at Jam-Packed Studio. I'm absolutely thrilled to be joined by uh, some folks that have really been... Uh, Evolving, revolutionizing, that's probably uh, the best uh, adjectives that I could use at the moment. And uh, so uh, I'm thrilled to be joined here in studio by Joel Matthew and Matt Alex. And uh, Matt, I'm going to start with you. 
Um, Matt, uh, you couldn't have exactly predicted the uh, pandemic because if you could have and you didn't tell anybody, then that would be just horrible and rude. Um, but you certainly have been in the right place at the right time. I'm thrilled to be joined by uh, by the co-founders of Beyond Academics. Uh, again, Joel and Matt, thanks so much for uh, joining me here in studio. Well, thanks for having us. I really appreciate it. Um, you're absolutely right. We couldn't have predicted uh, COVID was going to come in or a pandemic is going to impact us. But we also recognized the type of shift that we were facing in a higher ed. So everything that we are probably doing uh, moving forward, it was something that we always needed to do in higher ed. And so the discussions we're having, uh, we had it slightly in before the COVID uh, pandemic, but we certainly are having the narrative around change uh, moving forward. Sure. And what I always love to do is get to know the people behind the microphone. So, uh, so Joel, if I, if I can turn to you, do you mind uh, just telling us, uh, telling our listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. I'm Joel Matthew. I'm a, a partner and founder in Beyond Academics. Um, I've been a serial entrepreneur for the past decade. And uh, like Matt said, it was just an exciting time. Uh, the pandemic really uh, fast forwarded the need to shift in higher education. I mean, think of any industry that's been doing business the exact same way with very little innovation, but the price just keeps going up astronomically. And it's just ripe for disruption. And, and one good thing about the pandemic is it's forcing us to to really think forward on this. Oh, yeah. And, and, and uh, you know, Matt, I, I want to go back over to you to, to hear a little bit about your background, because I, I know that you certainly have uh, some experience in terms of working, I believe, with Deloitte and some smart campuses. But really, uh, again, I want to hear your background, but it, it's often when I, I've heard of this level of innovation, it's really only for the big, big, big institutions that have been able to afford that total transformation. And even them, they, were, they weren't ready for this. Um, so, so tell us a little bit about your background and how that's led to Beyond Academics. Yeah, so I uh, actually started at UIC and was a part of the registrar's office there. I started at the, probably at a, a clerk's level and moved myself up and eventually uh, I was became just very passionate about higher ed and, and I eventually went into consulting, started my own uh, firm, ran that for about uh, 15 years with my wife and others and Deloitte acquired us um, and that was just a time uh, where I got to evolve beyond what I was doing in the market. The past 30 years, I was designing uh, Ivy League schools and state schools and community colleges, but I was actually, I was really focused on the transactional systems. And when I was at Deloitte, I started to um, get introduced to smart retail and smart banking and smart venues. And I said, hey, why, why don't we take those innovations and bring them into higher ed? And so that's when it started to really um, start to think about what is a smart campus? How do we really try to transform that? But then we also need to think about what the future of work is. And that allowed me to bring both of those into Beyond Academics. So my, my, always my first narrative is what is the work of the future? How does campuses look at that? And then what technologies do we use? And so when you ask the question about is this only for the large um, schools, you know, of course, they're the ones that can actually afford it. Actually, in order to be really um, sustainable and relevant, uh, the innovations that smart retail and smart banking and smart venues do, it's very affordable. So the things that actually universities and colleges, even a mid-market or a community college who don't have a large budget, they can actually take on these transformations. Why? Because industries have already been doing it. They've already proven that these innovations are done. So they don't need to spend 18 months. They could spend six weeks and do things much faster. So, so honestly, very simple question, but is it fair to say that academics have been behind, behind the curve? 
I would say yes. They've been behind the, the curb in terms of how they serve. Uh, the academics itself is, I think we will see things shift, but I think if you talk about how uh, consumers are served, they are behind the times. So isn't it interesting that we always view higher ed and academics as sort of the, the brightest minds and the, 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 the greatest thinkers, but, but yet, uh, and maybe this is just a rhetorical question over here, but yet they're the ones that are, that are behind. It's interesting. And I know that this is an area that, that large companies like Google and Amazon are investing in big time, including in the world of academics, bringing in some of their technologies and resources. So, I mean, walk, walk us through what is Beyond Academics all about and how are you bringing that, uh, that, that, you know, that your, your, both of your experiences and I know your third partner who feel free if, if you'd like to, to, to mention him as well, um, how, how your team is deploying some of, some of your brain power and helping institutions, not only those that have those multi-billion dollar uh, endowments. Yeah. So, you know, I think that when we talk to our clients and I will be honest, when we built Beyond Academics, one of the first things we said was we have to work with the mid-market schools. We have to work with the community colleges because that's where the change really needs to happen as we move forward. So our focus has really been on creating the narrative for them so they understand what a linear transformation is going to be and what, what, it, what the exponential transformation. So when we talk about exponential transformation, we think about online learning in a much different way. We think about an educational marketplace so it allows them to be scalable and much faster. We think about unbundling curriculum for them in a lot of ways. So when we think about Google, Google is actually just starting to push us in that direction, um, as, as well as Amazon and others, they're starting to come into this ecosystem. The reality of it is this is the way that education should be taught. We should be in these micro-learnings because students absorb information much differently depending on how they are built. And so I know I, I, I consume information much differently than my, my colleagues or Joe or my wife or my son or my daughter. And so we are really thinking, when we think about Beyond Academics, we're thinking, how do we allow universities to serve all type of, insti- um, all type of students, no matter what their learning chemistry is? So, so Joel, back over to you. Uh, actually, while we were chit-chatting before coming live on the air, um, we were talking about, you know, what, what does happen, you know, after... After COVID, hopefully a vaccine comes out. Hopefully, you know, uh, our society, uh, you know, is healthy. And, and we go back to, as we keep saying, new normal. What does new normal look like? And, w- and what does, as, as all of this investment is, is being made in, in higher education and helping with this transformation, what, what does that mean in terms of technology? Does it mean that campuses no longer exist? I don't think it means that campuses will no longer exist. I think what that means is just the disruption and innovation that's happened during this time needs to carry over even when that new normal hits. I don't think, you know, we've been in in several conversations where, you know, we've heard academics and and administrators say when things go back to normal. And, you know, we're the first people to say there is no normal again. It's just whatever is it looks like now and, and how we adapt to that. So for some universities, it's just simple, as simple as or they think of it as simply as Zoom University throw the classes online, put everybody in a Zoom class, and then, you know, that's them doing their part. So we want to push that that thinking to go deeper and go further to how they can best serve the student. And when things do uh, normalize with COVID and mask wearing and social distancing, 
we want to see some of the nice things, the innovation and the technology implemented, even when students are able to meet live again. Uh, interesting. And so really it is that the word transformation, that, that there really is a complete and total uh, shift. And I know, uh, Joel, I know you've had decades of experience in uh, digital media. And so how are you bringing some of that uh, background into, uh, into this uh, world? Yeah, so going back to how Beyond Academics was uh, founded, what really excited me was Matt is really the, the visionary of thinking and, and a thought leader in where education is going. And then Joe, our other partner, is really the, the career entrepreneur as well. And you know he's done TED Talks and written books. And so now adding him to the mix helps us drive colleges and universities to think more entrepreneurially. And so when we talk about what colleges need and universities need, really one is a technology aspect of it. And then the second is a marketing and brand aspect of it. And that's so I spent the past 10 years building a technology company, but also a marketing and brand company. And if you look at advertisements as you're driving, you know, how many of them stand out? I mean, it's just, hey, we're we made this list or, you know, we made that list. How many of them actually speak to why you should go there? So you're bringing an incredible brain power into uh, transforming an industry, which is huge. And especially when you're dealing with higher ed, um, this has the uh, the ability to affect generations. Um, and, and you guys are certainly taking the lead and standing out as subject matter experts. So we're just out of, about out of time. And, and I know that we're going to see great things from you guys. So can you share contact information where our listeners can can learn more? Yeah, definitely connect with us at beyondacademics.com. And if you search for Beyond Academics on LinkedIn, there, a lot of our thought leadership goes there. But the main place is beyondacademics.com. Fantastic. Matt, Alex, Joe, Matthew, thank you so much both for joining me here in studio. Come back real soon. Continue to share, uh, share some of your thoughts and findings and, of course, innovation. Thanks so Thanks, much. Sean. Absolutely. And coming up after the break, I'm going to be joined by Jerry Paulson, a fascinating Army veteran. Uh, joining me again in studio, Get Down to Business will return in just a moment after this quick break. So I promised our listeners a fantastic guest and a fantastic guest I will deliver. I am thrilled and honored to be joined by my friend, uh, Mr. Jerry Paulson, a retired Army uh, veteran, retired law enforcement. Uh, Jerry, thank you so much for joining us here in studio, and thank you for your ongoing service. Thanks, Scott. Pleasure to be here. It's great to have you, my friend. So, uh, Jerry, as, as mentioned, you have served in the United States Army for uh, for quite a few years, retiring at the... Uh, at the rank of E9 CSM, and uh, and we are grateful for that. You've continued your, your service, but um, Jerry, if you don't mind, share uh, share the the highlights of your career. <laughs> the highlights of my career has been just working with such great people throughout the entire career, and being lucky enough and blessed enough to also have some great relationships with two of our former SMAs, Sergeant Majors of the Army, along with a lot of the, the flag officers that are common household names, but it still relies just down in the trenches with just everyday battle buddies. That That's where it is. And it's interesting because uh, I talk about it on, uh, on our radio program, but also on the podcast that I host, uh, that for some people, uh, they want to, they, they put on the uniform and anybody that puts on the uniform should be thanked um, for their service. But then for some people, they want to get out and, and that's the beginning of their, of the next stage of their life. For you, uh, Mr. Paulson, that is so not the case. You've continued. <laughs> I, I've seen your office and it is uh, covered. You would think that you're still in uniform and nobody would know that you actually have any business enterprise on the side. I still am sort of in uniform. Uh, I trifected. So I did the active army, the army national guard, the army reserves. And now with my part-time civilian assignment with 
the United States Army Recruiting Command Chicago Battalion as the chairman for our military veteran resource group. So I literally left seat, right seat with our current lieutenant colonel and our current command sergeant major on on that. And that group is mandated, the MVRG, Military Veteran Resource Group, is a mandate by DOD and Big Army. So I'm still plugged in. I'm still connected. I'll still put on the uniform and and still carry on because I still bleed red, white, blue, and army green. That's right. That's right. I know you do. So, uh, but Jerry, you, you do have other businesses too, and I want to touch on a couple of things. I do. Our uh, our time together certainly will not be sufficient, and we'll make sure our listeners know where they can reach you. But um, you have uh, discovered an opportunity for your companies, but also for most importantly, paying it forward, helping others uh, to discover ways to do business. Uh, outside of uh, of these uh, United States, um, you have uh, discovered uh, some interesting work in Guam. Jerry, do you mind telling us a little bit about that? I did. I did. I have a, a for-profit business that we teach presentation communication skills called Paulson Productions. And while I was in Guam about 11 years ago now, the buildup was starting to come about. And after a trip to Guam, had a lot of businesses, both veteran and non-veteran, come to me and say, what's all the buildup about? I said, I don't have a clue. <laughs> Didn't I? And I really did not. I said, call my friend over at Department of Commerce. So I had him call her. She calls me and says, why are you having everybody call me? And I said, the buildup. She says, Jerry, Department of Commerce is not allowed <laughs> to take businesses to Guam. We can only do international trips. Since Guam's a territory, why don't you do it? I said, sounds great to me. Met with staff, took a look at the Department of Commerce's business model, and we launched Guam Business Discovery. So now we are the only company in the world that takes businesses of any size, any discipline, any business arena to Guam in support of the largest military buildup in U.S. history, with our government now spending in excess of $10 billion to relocate the Marines from Okinawa to Guam. And, and you have been recognized um, by the legislature in Guam um, for your work um, on, and dedication on, on, uh, to the people of Guam. Um, so it's important to recognize that um, what you're doing is, is it literally impacting a territory and, and, and changing their economy. But in reality, you are providing businesses the opportunity to discover a ripe area, as you just said, you know, $10 billion. That's, that's huge. And, and so many trade uh, opportunities and really for almost any business, any business owner that might be tuning in tonight, um, there are opportunities for you. So, uh, so Jerry, you take folks out to Guam. I know sort of it's been slowed down a drop because of COVID, but you're already, uh, your team is gearing up um, for early 2021, I understand, to, uh, to continue those efforts. That's correct. We've already started scheduling trips for the first quarter and, and well into second quarter. And it is literally, Scott, for any size business. We've taken brand new businesses that are brand new startups in the state of Illinois and other states who've never even made a dime for their businesses, but they've invested in that opportunity because the opportunity is so great. And not only is there that ten billion on the veteran or on the federal side, but the government of Guam has three to five billion to ramp up, revitalize, rejuvenate their infrastructure, and private sector has three to five billion in opportunity. So any business, regardless of size, what they're doing, because we need everything from telephone poles to toothpicks to transformers, can take one of our trips. We get them in front of all the key decision makers, centers of influence, and all the other key folks, 
so that they can present exactly what their goods and services are in order to help get those contracts to build the new base and fix the infrastructure. It's, it's, it's fascinating, and it's, it's literally the time is now. Uh, I was mentioning to our earlier guests, a lot of uh, things are about being in the right, you know, right time, right place. Um, certainly, uh, this is what that is all about. Um, so I've got to squeeze in a very quick break. Um, when we come back, we are going to continue talking. You mentioned uh, Paulson Productions, and uh, that is something that I think each and every one of our listeners can learn and benefit from as well. And maybe we'll talk a little bit about some of your nonprofit endeavors as well. You're listening to Jerry Paulson, um, and Jerry will, uh, will be back with us in just a moment on Get Down to Business. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, continuing our conversation here in the beautiful Elk Grove Village studio with uh, my friend, Army veteran, retired law enforcement professional, Jerry Paulson. Jerry, you were just explaining all about your work in bringing entrepreneurs, business owners to Guam, but you also do so much else for entrepreneurs as well in helping them present effectively, which also helps them grow their businesses. Can you tell us a little bit about how that has developed and what exactly do you do? Yeah, I have no idea, but we're having a great time. No, <laughs> we we started Paulson Productions, the core company, back in 1994 in teaching presentation and communication skills all based off a book I wrote that has a methodology that's so unique it's copyrighted as a one-of-a-kind with the U.S. Library of Congress. So that really has been the catalyst and the hallmark for what we've done all over the globe in teaching now in 26 countries. How many folks have come through your training? Just, well, we hit a benchmark. In December, 400,000. Congratulations. It's now, but that scope, that's soup to nuts. That is everything from your new hires all the way to CEOs. We've had contracts with Microsoft, American Express, Chiquita, Campbell's, Coca-Cola, and then a lot of our international clients, as well as the federal government and recruiting command in particular. So it's interesting that you mentioned that. I was going to ask how uh, certainly you are paying it forward uh, continuously, uh, both, of course, in business, um, but also through your many volunteer efforts, which will definitely continue the conversation in subsequent shows. Um, But I'm curious, Jerry, how your time serving uh, active duty, Mm -hmm. reserve guard, how it has trained you and how it's affected you in business in all of these different areas that we've been talking about. If it wasn't for the military, yeah, I wouldn't be where I'm at. That's just the bottom line. With our work ethics, with our warrior ethos, with all the great mentors I had, even going all the way back to my first drill sergeant, drill sergeant Salty, shout out. He made probably, it's not with us anymore, but you're not going to forget your first DI. All those core values, all the hard work, all the sweat equity. It may be long hours in the military, but just like long hours as an entrepreneur. But as the sweat equity continues, and as I tell everybody, if you never remember anything I say, just remember three words. It's networking, networking, networking. Because that's what it's all about. Not only in the military, but in business too. And the other thing I always like to tell everybody when I do my keynotes, wherever they are around the world, as a veteran, And as a member of our United States military, we have never left a member or a buddy on the battlefield. We cannot leave them on the battlefield of business. Absolutely. And I know that it's people first, and that's how you started uh, our conversation today. And I know that that is mission critical um, in every uh, line of work and everything that you do. And that's uh, just to give a plug, uh, that's... uh, 
uh, that's in your nonprofit work uh, involving uh, equine therapy, helping uh, active duty service members. It's 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 incredible and so important. So I always love to squeeze in in our couple of minutes remaining. Sure. Um, what is the one thing that to that to everybody listening in terms of the Paulson Productions, in terms of that that speaking, communication, training? What is the one thing that people can implement in their workplace, in their business, whatever that business is, this week? Practice. Because no matter what we do, communication is key in business for success. It's not about how you look. It's not about the glow and the glitz and the glam of the presentation. It's how you put it together and how you present it. Because that's the bottom line. As I tell all of my staff, the one thing, if you come to work and you bring an A game, I want your resignation. Absolutely fascinating. And and Jerry, I know that that you you practice that. You you deliver keynotes and you have helped so many businesses bring uh, business out to Guam, bring business uh, internationally. It's 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 incredible. So Jerry, lots um, lots for folks to follow up with you on. Uh, whether it's around uh, supporting uh, the recruiting efforts, the accession efforts um, for the uh, United States Army, um, whether it's about bringing business uh, to Guam, as my dad would say, and he's probably listening tonight. It's all widgets. Doesn't matter what line of work you're in. Certainly, that practice uh, is true. Certainly, you can do business in Guam. Certainly, uh, you can benefit from all of these areas, and you can support our service members. So, how can people get in touch with you to learn more? That's easy. You can contact us through the website at info at Paulson P A U L S E N Productions Inc. dot com, or by calling the office at area code eight four seven. We'll get back to you right away, answer all your questions. We're taking registrations for Guam right now, and we are ready to go and continue on with the battle rhythm and pay it forward. Fantastic. Can you show that phone number one more time? Sure. It's area code 847-529-5200. Fantastic. And again, I've been chatting with Jerry Paulson, uh, Army veteran, and uh, retired law enforcement professional. Jerry, I have to ask in closing, um, uh, during your many, many years of service, um, it, most interesting place that you have ever been and interacted, uh, people that you've interacted with? I'm going to pull a line from the Wizard of Oz. There's no place like home. <laughs> because it's right here. No matter where we go, no matter how many times you travel, doing the 200 days a year, the 400,000 air miles, there's still no better place than what we've got right here. We got a God bless America and God bless all of our troops serving and think of them every single day. That's right, Jerry. Absolutely. Um, and uh, and for those that want to, I always love to uh, spotlight an organization. For those that want to support your work, um, I, I mentioned uh, your work in uh, equine therapy um, for um, for active duty service members. Um, can you uh, can you give us the one liner on that? Sure. It's for act any active duty or any veteran who has served, regardless of their paper. DD-214, good discharge, bad discharge, doesn't matter. We will take you for free in our program, and it's www.operationhorsesandheroes.org. And you can find us on the web and on social media as well. And it's the same phone number, 847-529-5200. And thanks for having me, Scott. Absolutely, Jerry. Thank you. Come back real soon. Donate support of the organization. Contact Jerry. Uh, Fascinating stories uh, and uh, fantastic uh, coach and mentor to so many business owners. Jerry, thanks so much for coming in. Come back real soon. I'll be joined by Dr. Jim White, Army veteran, right after this quick break. 
Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. And I'm thrilled to be joined by my good friend, mentor, and returning guest, Dr. Jim White, the best-selling author of What's My Purpose, a journey of personal and professional growth, and the newly released book, Broken America, that just came out uh, September 9th. Jim, welcome back. My pleasure. Thank you for having me back, Scott. Absolutely. So, Jim, um, we have been talking about your Circle of Success uh, platform. Uh, We uh, talked last week about mission and values. And tonight, um, I wanted to talk uh, real quick in our few remaining uh, minutes on the show about purpose Mm -hmm. matters. And I know that that is something that you highlight to all of your leaders and all of your managers across the organizations. Um, So what does that mean to you, uh, Dr. Jim White? What does purpose matters mean? Purpose matters, that that is an internal journey. And if you will align your career to your purpose, then that's going to give you five major benefits. And we have measured for over 40 years. It's going to improve your financial health, your spiritual health, your relationship health, physical and mental health. All of these things align will absolutely send you forward on a path that's unstoppable in whatever career that you decide that's in alignment with your purpose. So when I talk about vision, mission, I can also exchange the mission with with that purpose, that unique purpose of an individual, and also you can change it to mission in the organization. So purpose matters, and it, 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 it matters. It's more important today than anything that we have purpose and we encourage everyone around the nation, around the globe to take a deep look, look inside, and are we living our purpose? And I'm and, um, chatting with Dr. Jim White, uh, mm-hmm. who, who wrote uh, the book, What's My Purpose? And I know, Jim, um, that What's My Purpose mm-hmm. is not just um, for, call it individuals, <laughs> although businesses are made up of individuals, but this affects um, everybody's uh, financial and entrepreneurial health as well. And a lot of it is about self-awareness. So for those that might be listening this evening or whenever you're uh, picking up this clip um, and, and, you know, and, and you're thinking, I'm, I'm doing X, I'm, I'm, I'm in accounting, I'm in legal services. <clears throat> what does that mean that I need to discover my purpose? Jim, what's your response? My response would be if you're showing up to a job every day, and it may be giving you meaning. You may be leaving that job at the end of the day, and you said, what do I accomplish today? If that's what you're doing, you're not living a purpose. So if you're really going to excel, if you're going to have that, I'm going to use the term spiritual awakening internally. You've got to sit down. It's not easy, but to look in the mirror, look at yourself and say, hey, I got to make some changes here. I got to do some course correction. But again, you could show up, have a job, good job, paying the bills. That's meaning, but that's not purpose. So, so Jim, I only have a minute, and that certainly won't be ample time for uh, for for this uh, for this answer. But Jim, how did you discover um, that uh, that uh, that journey and that 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 purpose um, for yourself? I discovered it uh, early on in life, <clears throat> and it uh, started to match uh, very uh, clearly uh, when I uh, was in the corporate world. I woke up one day, good job, money in the bank, no debt, 
absolutely miserable. And I said, there's something wrong here. So I made a drastic move. I, I left that very cushy job to pursue an entrepreneurial route. And uh, so uh, that's, that's, that's what I did and uh, never looked back. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate you sharing that journey with our listeners. And uh, I've been chatting with uh, Dr. Jim White. Uh, Jim will be back again next week. Um, but Jim is the author of What's My Purpose and a uh, new book, Broken America, just released September 9th. Check out brokenamerica.com or author jimwhite.com. Jim, thanks so much for joining me on the air. My pleasure. Thank you, Scott. Of course. Uh, get down to business. We'll be back next Sunday.